Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Ohio legislature overrides a governor's veto to protect children. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, it's quite interesting, Matt, that the governor, who is Republican, by the way, wanted to override this bill that would protect gender-confused children from this medical mutilation. Yeah, so it passed in the House and it passed in the Senate. We'll talk about this bill. It's called Saving Ohio Adolescents from Experimentation Act or SAFE, S-A-F-E for short. Keeping them safe. And that passed overwhelmingly in the House and the Senate. And it went to the governor, Mike DeWine, for signature. And instead of signing it, he vetoed it. Well, then what happened is the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate took it up again, and they voted to override the veto. Most recently, the Ohio Senate voted 23 to 9, joining the House, which had voted earlier 65 to 28, and they overrode the veto, and they fully enacted the law, which is HB 68, known as the Saving Ohio Adolescents from Experimentation Act. The SAFE Act specifically bans physicians from administering mutilating puberty blockers, hormone treatments for gender surgeries on children under 18. It also combined with the Save Women's Sports Act to, pro to protect female sports by barring biological male athletes from competing on female sports teams in schools and in public and private colleges. You know, it just seems like that's a no-brainer, but now you have to pass bills to yeah, stop the men from competing against the women. And that <laughs> bill also codified parental rights in the state by allowing parents to raise their children, quote, in a manner consistent with the child's biological sex, close quote, without interference from the courts. And how important is that, Holly? Because mm -hmm. we just talked about on faith and freedom what happened in Maine. Now, the good thing in Maine the House Judiciary unanimously, Republicans and Democrats, they killed a bill that was proposed that would frankly override parental rights right. by allowing people to literally snatch a child from the parent's home and take that child and give that child without parental consent over against the parents' objection, puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and even mutilating surgery. So they were mm -hmm. clearly trying to interfere with parents' rights, and they said in that proposed bill in Maine that fortunately failed, is that when a parent or guardian withholds either puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, or mutilating surgeries from a child, that should be considered child abuse. And you know, it's so encouraging to see legislators do this to protect children. I know several other states have done the same in overriding the governor when the governor wanted to veto a law at like that. So it's it's encouraging to see these legislators protect these children, which is what they're supposed to be doing. Well, the bill will take effect now since it was overridden by the House and the Senate uh, in April of 2024. The legislatures, actually House and Senate overwhelmingly, had passed the SAFE Act in December 2023 to protect children in the state from the gender ideology agenda. But Governor... DeWine 
vetoed the bill, stating it would be a form of government overreach interfering with parents and doctors about what is medically best for a child. However, Governor DeWine then issued an executive order in January of 2024 enacting emergency rules that banned mutilating gender surgeries for minors in any surgical facility in the state. So he quickly backpedaled on that. (laughs) Yeah, because he got a lot of pushback. Well, yeah, he should. (laughs) So he clearly agreed with the Ohio legislature about the gender surgeries, um, but he did a bad act by vetoing this because there are several things. One, you should not allow this kind of abusive, irreversible treatment on children. Right. There is no reason to give someone puberty blockers because emotionally, psychologically, they say or somebody tells them, you know, you're born in the wrong body because that has irreversible long-term physical effects. When you look at what happens when a child has a puberty blocker medication, uh, what that does to the development of their body and how that will affect them long-term. You're talking about you're setting these kids up for long-term medical complications in life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for example, the puberty blockers originally meant to help with prostate cancer. Then they're seeing when these children take them, all the medical problems they're having, the liver, liver, the kidney, um, all the issues as a result of taking these drugs, but their bodies were originally healthy to begin with. Right, and they they don't produce the proper calcium for their bones. Right. So, you know they're going to have weak bone structures later on in life. So why would you give something like that to minors? It's a harmful um, act. Well, I, can I don't tell call you, it treatment. It's a harmful act because well, that's yeah. not treatment. I can tell you it's because the industry they're making money, starting with Planned Parenthood, makes a lot of money. And the other so-called medical professionals are making a lot of money from giving those children these drugs. Well, and the second thing, besides stopping the puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and just disgustingly mutilating surgery where they amputate healthy body parts, mm. you know, give a total mastectomy, double mastectomy to a, a young girl. And that's just irreversible or doing other kinds of unbelievable surgeries, trying to reconstruct different parts of your body that are not made for how they're being reconstructed. It's just the medical complications and the insanity is unbelievable. But the second thing is, if you're a biological male, you have no business competing in a woman's sports, let alone being in their private locker rooms, shower rooms, dressing rooms. You have no business being there. You should have universal agreement that men, boys, if you want to compete, have your own restrooms, have your own bathroom, and have your own sports. Don't jump from, you know, the men's swim team because you can't compete there over to the women's swim team. But the thing is they do have their own sports, but if they're not achieving what they want to achieve in their own sports, then they jump to the women's sports. They jump to the women's sports and then they become top of the line over there and take away the awards and the Uh, opportunities that women have fought so hard to obtain. But that doesn't make them female. It only takes away what the females have fought and worked so hard for. Common sense part of the bill, Save Women's Sports Act. That's number two. And number three, allowing parents to be able to raise their children in a manner consistent with the child's biological sex. Because Mm -hmm. there is a huge movement out there to consider child abuse Whenever a child says, I want puberty blockers, and the parents say, no, um, you are a girl. You're born a girl, and they affirm you as a girl. You're not a boy. 
or vice versa. I want to have mutilating surgery, and the parents say no. There are efforts out there to call that child abuse. When you are engaging in the best treatment and care for your child, and you're not going to go along with this gender ideology, there are efforts to consider that child abuse and therefore empower the state to take the kids. So the third part of this bill is allowing parents to raise their children in a manner consistent with their child's biological sex. Absolutely. All three good uh, portions of the bills. Absolutely. And, you know, I never thought we'd be sitting here talking about, okay, they have to write bills and pass laws to protect children, but they are. And fortunately, now at least 23 other states have enacted laws protecting women's sports, and at least 22 other states have enacted laws protecting these minors from these mutilating surgeries. Yes. And so uh, Ohio also belongs to the, what's called the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals in the federal court. And that court has already upheld laws in Kentucky and Tennessee that they passed that protect children from the same medical mutilation. Praise so God. even if that is challenged, you already have good precedent in that circuit. And you got Ohio uh, as part of that good precedent that they are operating under with the previous decision from the Court of Appeals. And, you know, I just encourage parents, you know, to be very involved in your children. If they're in public schools, make sure you know what they're being taught, what they're being told. You know, don't be a stranger in those schools and know that you're actively involved in their lives. Yeah, stay involved with your children because they may come home and they may have seen something so disturbing that they don't want to talk about it because it's embarrassing and it's disturbing. Mm. And you need to look for those signs about what is it that just happened today? Tell me more about it. And it's shocking. Talk about it. Yeah. What happens and what is happening in these public schools mm -hmm. around the nation. For more information, you can go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash help kids. That's lc.org forward slash help kids. We catalog all of these different developments in law as well as in the legislature across the country lc.org forward slash help kids and if you want to look for alternatives to education you can also go to our new education venture which is cj.academy that's cj.academy for covenant journey academy you've been listening to faith and freedom brought to you by liberty council we hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family and freedom Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.